on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 1-2. Swing and a pop-up. Foul territory. First base side. Crone. Diaz. It'll be Crone with the basket catch right near his dugout. And that will end the ball game. Crone hit the grand slam in the first inning. That's all the Rockies would need. They finish off the Brewers today by a final of 7-3. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Studios at Radio City with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. Things did not go so well for the Brewers tonight, opening up a series in Colorado. Little did we know, this one was almost over before it started. A C.J. Crone grand slam in the first inning against Brandon Woodruff. And uh, that turns out to be all that the Rockies would need. They win by a 7-3 score. Woodruff gives up five runs in the first inning, not scored upon again. But from an offensive standpoint, the Brewers just could not do enough. They score three runs on one swing of the bat in the seventh inning. But overall, a quiet offensive night, especially for Coors Field for the Brewers this evening as they lose by a 7-3 score. We do welcome you into the program. I'm Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine will join us coming up in just a few moments. If you want to join the program, you can do so. We're on a 94.5 ESPN, so the content information a little bit different than normal if you want to call or text the number 800-990-3776 that's 800-990-3776 so if you normally listen to the show on WTMJ and you've got the text line saved in your phone that's not going to do you any good you're just going to send a uh, Brewers text message to uh, Greg Matzik and Justin Garcia hosting Bucks Talk over there and uh, they've got uh, they've got a lot to talk about so I don't think they'll be uh, responding to that you can uh, tweet at me like normal if you'd like at Matt Pauley on air M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll hear the post-game comments of uh, manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to over the next hour or so. And uh, we'll talk to you and we'll talk with uh, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. The stretch and 1-1 coming back on C.J. Crone. Swing and a fly ball hit to right. Back Garcia. Warning track. Grand slam. 4-0 Colorado. 7-3 was the final score. Brewers fall in Colorado in the opener of a four-game series. We welcome you back in to Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, this is kind of a, an interesting one to talk about just in the sense that the Brewers get down 5 nothing in the first inning, and they never do enough offensively to really make it a game again. They were down 7 nothing when they scored the three runs that uh, made it 7-3, but uh, this was a day where they get down, and even at Coors Field, the bats just could not do enough to get back into it. Yeah, really the story of the ball game, and I, I think when you look at this Rocky Ball Club, you you see their thirteen games under five hundred coming into this series at twenty eight and forty one, but then you look at their home record twenty three and fourteen nine games over, playing pretty well at home, and you know I think it, Jermaine. Marquis today was just excellent. He kept the ball down in the zone. He really didn't give the the Brewer hitters a good pitch in the middle part of play. He kept the hitters off the base. And, you know, as every once in a while, you no matter 
where you are, whether it's Coors Field or any other place that you play, you still have to command the strike zone. And for 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 Brandon today, a little tough first inning where he wasn't locating his pitches, ending up giving the two big home runs. But Jermaine Marquis, right from the beginning, really threw the ball very well. And I'll tell you, a big part of why the Brewers weren't able to score any runs. It is remarkable when you look at the Rockies' home road splits. They're 24-14 and 14 at Coors Field. Augie, they're five and twenty-seven on the road. It's hard to even imagine a team being five and twenty-seven. To put that in perspective on just how bad it is, the second worst team in terms of a road record this year. Uh, you've got the Texas Rangers at ten and twenty-seven, and you have the Arizona Diamondbacks at uh, nine and thirty-one. So even the Diamondbacks, who are on a ridiculous road losing streak right now, just setting a major league record, even they have a better road record than the Rockies comparing that 9 and 31 to 5 and 27 both bad but i mean just they have almost twice as many wins on the road as the Rockies do that's how bad the Rockies have been on the road this year yeah it's it's amazing when you talk about Coors Field and how the ball flies out of the ballpark and you know you you take the Rockies they're pretty they're a good offensive ball club they always have been each and every year you see them their stats are right up and a lot has to do with hitting in Coors Field but when you look at this ball club, you go on the road, it's amazing how you see this ball club, which you 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 see them that they should be able to score some runs, their pitching should be a little bit better on the road, and it's not. It's actually better at home, really pitching the ball better uh, and, and, and playing the field better, playing better defense, as well as getting that good offense that you usually see at Coors Field. From a, from a Brandon Woodruff perspective, um, Again, he had the slow start. He's He's got pretty good experience playing in altitude because the Brewers used to have their AAA team in Colorado Springs. He played in Colorado Springs in 2018. That year he had a 4.04 ERA, but he made 17 starts for uh, the then Sky Sox that year. Also pitched uh, in 16 games for the Sky Sox in, in 2017. So, Augie, he knows how when you're pitching at altitude, things can go haywire very very quickly well it's you know i think when, when you're in the altitude like you are and you talked about colorado springs where a lot of the brewer pitchers have pitched and they understand that it it comes when you get to colorado and you get in that that atmosphere that you are there it really comes down to location and execution and i think when you look at at, at what woody was in the first inning uh Dazic got a hit on a slider that was up over the middle plate story did a nice job of putting the ball in play and getting then he walked and crow's ball i think he wanted to get the ball in on him didn't get it in and, and i thought he did a nice job of going the opposite way with a fastball and then Hampson hit a slider that was over the dead middle plate. So I think that first inning with Woody, I think he was trying to, it seemed like he might have been trying to overthrow a little bit, mislocation. After that, if you watch pretty closely, he really brought in that changeup. The changeup became a big pitch. And after that, I thought he threw the ball pretty well. He had guys on base, but he was able to command the strike zone, get ahead of hitters, and really use that changeup effectively. It's just that in that first inning, location really told the story and the reason why uh, the Colorado Rockies put five runs on the board. 
the Brewers really struggled from an offensive standpoint, getting swept by the Cincinnati Reds. You thought going to Colorado might be just what the doctor ordered. It did not work out that way. We'll discuss what the Brewers did at the plate and how concerned we should be right now about their offensive downturn that they've had here over the last week or so. We'll discuss that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. to shortstop to second for one on to first in time that was a 5-6-3 double play started up by Ryan McMahon on the left side of the infield and the Rockies turn two and they get out of it so the Brewers get a leadoff hit from Yelich but unable to come away with anything Let's be clear, the Brewers had been on a really good run leading into the Cincinnati series where they got swept. Even with them getting swept, they'd still won a lot of games recently. And one of the things that was going on during that period is they were scoring more runs. Now, they weren't, some days they weren't coming up with more hits, but they were finding ways to score more runs. And I know a lot of people are going to say that getting hits leads to scoring runs. And those people would be correct. I'm not going to tell you that that's not true. Uh, At the same time, I'll tell you that the Brewers are not a very good hitting team from a batting average standpoint, and they were still finding ways to score runs. It was largely because of home runs that they were hitting, but they were also uh, having a little bit better approach at the plate, moving some runners over, things like that. That was starting to kind of poke into their game a little bit, and some of that went away during the Red Series, and then tonight they scored just the three runs on three hits, and they do that in Colorado where we all know uh, it's it's a bit easier to score runs in Colorado, and it just didn't happen tonight. And Augie, the team, and I, I'm going against something I said. I said I wasn't going to talk about the team batting average because it's just so bad at this point. It almost doesn't matter what they do for the rest of the season. You're deep enough into the year that it almost doesn't matter because it's it's just not going to get that much higher. But they were at 213, I think, four or five days ago. I look at this box score and I go, oh, my gosh, they're 208. They've dropped five points in team batting average. Uh, when when you're already deep enough in the season, they've done that basically in a week. That is tough to do. Uh, it, it's, it's one game, but it's also the Cincinnati series. At some point, it feels like this offense has got to get going. I agree. I, I think when you look at this team and you look at the batting average and, you know, you're, right now they're hitting 213 in the bottom of part of the uh, major league baseball i don't it's going to happen where you're not going to see a climb unless they go on a, a very unusual street but you got to you know it's about almost breaking things down into segments and whether it's you go by weeks you go by months you go by games whatever you decide to do i agree that this team has to start swinging the bat better and uh, the one thing that i, I saw t- what they've been able to do is they've been no coax walks and they did that tonight in that seventh inning they were able to get a couple walks and urias hits the double and they already cleaned the bases and put three on three runs on the board but the one thing about Coors field even though the run there were five runs in that 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 first inning, I think you agree with me, Matt. The game is far from over because you mm-hmm. can score. You put a couple of hitters on, and like the Brewers, they had runners on base every inning, but weren't able to come up with some big hits, and that's been a problem. And that's one thing that I think they they do. It is a concern now. You, it's a concern that you got to put get guys on base and you got to score some runs. And like you said, prior to that Cincinnati series. They were doing the little things they needed to do score runs. Lately, the last four or five games has been a little bit of a struggle. 
I'm not trying to dismiss walks because walks are important. You get runners on, yeah, especially if you can start hitting some home runs. All of a sudden, they become that much more impactful when you have runners on. But at some point, yeah, the, the inning that you're talking about where they get the three runs in the seventh, that's your blueprint for how you utilize walks. You get the walks, but then you come up with the big hit. It's a it's a two-part process. It doesn't end at just drawing the walks unless you're going to draw you know four straight walks and get the bases loaded walk. They go one for eight with runners in scoring position today. They leave eight on base. They left some runs on the table. And, and we kind of go back, Augie, to what we talked about a lot during the first month, month and a half, for the season that the team, for, for whatever reason, just has a hard time getting those hits with runners in scoring position. Yeah, I agree. And it, you talk about this ball club and, you know, the walks are important. And so it's a, it's a sign that you're being patient at the plate. You're looking for a good pitch to hit. But when you also do that, you also got to put the ball in play and you got to score some runs. And But, I, you know, you look at tonight. And I looked. I looked at Marquis tonight, and he he start, He's had five or six starts against the Brewers. I think his overall ERA is around a five. But the one thing I noticed with him tonight is he's almost a strikeout per a strikeout per inning guy. And and you see what he does. You look at what he did tonight: six innings, just two strikeouts, but he had twelve ground balls. And when you get a guy in in that ballpark, and you get twelve ground balls. It's a sign that he's doing what? He's commanding the strike zone. He was down in that strike zone almost with every pitch. He had a little good tight slider that he located real well. He kept the fastball out of spots where the Brewers could put it in play. And I think and and sometimes you talk about always giving credit to the other pitcher, but there are times when you when you keep the ball down and you execute, you're staying ahead of hitters, good things are gonna happen. Un a little bit different the way he's pitched against the Brewers in the past. Today he did something different. He talked about that location, keeping the ball down. Twelve ground balls is pretty successful in them in six innings, and he did a nice job in that. And that had a lot to do why the Brewers weren't able to put some innings together where they could put hits together, advance runners, and score runs. Doug texting in says, I was worried this was going to happen. You're not going to win many games, getting three to seven hits a game. Also says, uh, please give Dan Vogelback a day off. It's amazing. We've gotten text messages from him before about Vogelback, and uh, he was 0 for 4 today with a strikeout. He's played a lot recently. He probably is due. I'm a big believer in guys getting days off, so he's probably due for a day off, whether it's Daniel Robertson starting at first base or, or, or somebody else. But at the same time, I'll, I'll keep just mentioning the same thing I've been mentioning. You know, yesterday against Cincinnati, Vogelback went 2 for 4 and scores the only run of the day. He had a nice offensive day yesterday. He has a hit in all but four games in the month of June, has an OPS in the month of June at, at 929. I, I think I understand Doug's point because he feels like everybody else gets a day off, so why isn't Vogelback getting a day off? But at the same time, there's a lot of issues with this team right now, Augie, giving Vogelback a day off, a day after he went two for four, doesn't seem like it needs to be the number one priority. Well, you're not scoring runs and you're not getting hits and you talk about Vogelback, like you just said, the month of June, he's been swinging the bat very good. He's hit for a little bit of power. He's giving you good at-bats. and you know he lead, He's one of the top in the major leagues at taking pitches and, and drawing walks. And So when when you look at what he's done for the ball club, I think you just look at him and say, you know what, here's a guy in the lineup who's consistently day in and day out doing a decent job for us in that second spot in the lineup and until we get a hundred percent healthy and i think here's another point i think you agree with me colton wong 
and Lorenzo Cain are so important to this ball club yeah. to get them healthy, especially when they had the injuries recently that you did have. you got to get those guys back in the lineup. This ball club, you know, we can talk about runners in scoring position. We can talk about them hitting. We can talk about all that. But when you're not healthy, especially with your key guys, I tell you, funny things happen. You, you go through stints like they are now. And scoring runs, yes, they were great for a period of time. Winning games, they were really good. But all of a sudden, it catches up with you. And right now, they're in that position where, you know, you, the last four games where they haven't been swinging the bat very well. When might we see Colton Wong return to the lineup? We'll discuss that next. Brewers fall in Colorado 7-3. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. He's given up four in the first. Now Hampson gets into one to left. Back is Yelich. He's still back, and it's gone. Coors Field strikes again. Slider down and away, and Garrett Hampson hits his sixth home run of the season. 5-0 Rockies. The Brewers are a struggling offensive club right now. They lose in Colorado by a 7-3 score. The three runs that they score all come on one swing of the bat. It was off the bat of Luis Arias uh, in the seventh inning when the bases were loaded. The Brewers were able to take advantage of some walks in that frame. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings. Want to join us? 800-990-3776. Or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, it would appear that Colton Wong is going to be back at some point this weekend, likely back for tomorrow's game. And the Brewers really need him back, uh, what he does from a defensive standpoint. And we'll talk more about the defense tonight uh, in, in just a moment. But it was not a good fielding night for the Brewers. Uh, being able to put him at the top of the order, you create a little bit more roster depth. Luis Arias can go play uh, a lot of third base, and that's going to shore things up a bit. You know, We were talking earlier about giving guys a day off. All of a sudden, you might feel a little bit more comfortable giving somebody like uh, Dan Vogel back the day. I've, I don't think I've ever use the term roster depth as much this year as I have in any other year, but it just seems like a really big part of this team, and they could really use Colton Wong back sooner than later. Well, you look on the defensive side, he's a gold glove second baseman, and what he's done at the beginning of the lineup is is really so important. And, you know, you look you look at tonight's game, and the, the Brewers only had the three hits. And, yeah, they got the three walks, And but Lucy Urias and, and Christian Yelich were the only guys that got hits tonight. And it was the big double by Urias that they were able to score three runs. But I think when we talk about Coors Field, and I think you'll agree with me, Coors Field, the game is never over. Until that yeah. ninth inning, that twenty seventh out, that game is not over, and you got to play full nine innings. And I think there's keys and different types of keys in games. And I thought a key is, and what we talk about a lot, you and I talk about a lot, is you give up runs. The starter gives up some runs in the game, but it's usually that guy who comes in after the starter that really can can kind of. Put the, put the game in place, and it didn't work out tonight. Yardley had a, a tough outing, gave up the couple runs, and allowed, uh, allowed uh, Colorado to get up uh, by seven runs. But the game is never over in Colorado, and I think you we talk a lot about, even though the starter might give up runs, that guy who comes in next, if he can throw up a zero or two, boy, especially in Colorado, that keeps you in that game, and now you put the you put even if it's a seventh inning, you put three runs on the board. Now you're five to three. 
a little bit different ball game, especially with the Brewers' offense. If they can get it going, get some runners on, boy, good things can happen. Yeah, I spent six years broadcasting AAA ba- baseball in Colorado Springs, so I'm I'm very familiar, Augie, with what can happen <laughs> at end of games and how haywire games can go. You got at, that at the right. Last moment. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it just a few times during my time uh, working in Colorado. From a fielding standpoint, this was an ugly game. It was an ugly game for both teams. Brewers commit four errors. Colorado commits three errors. Uh, Brewers get a single error from Luis Arias, a throwing error. Uh, Willie Adamas had a throwing error. Brandon Woodruff had a throwing error. Avisael Garcia had a fielding error. I'm. I'm not trying to sit here and blame everything on Colorado and Coors Field, but you know, it's just what we talked about. Just weird things happen at times in that ballpark, and if you're not totally locked in as a team and and ready to go, those those weird things happen. And uh, this was a day where you have a a grand slam being hit in the first inning. You have four errors being committed. It was just a, it was just an odd night all the way around. And it can be that way at Coors Field, and I, I think when we talk about getting the keys, guy key guys back. Uh, a Colt Long is a staple, a stabilizer in that infield and it, it would be it'll be great to get him back and get him in that leadoff spot and get him some at bats and get people healthy. And I that's what that's what the Brewers need to do. They need to get healthy and the healthier to get the better off they're gonna be. Now do they have to make some trades or do they have to make some changes? Yeah, but that's what David yeah. Stearns and Matt Arnold do a great job at. Allow them to make it and and I think if they get the players that they need there, I think Craig will do a great job of putting them in positions to be successful. He does a great job at it. That's the way this organization works. And and like you said, you've had a lot of experience. You've probably seen a lot of unusual things in Colorado. And it's game is never over when you play it, especially in, in against the Rockies. And you're right when you say something. I don't think it's too early to talk about it, especially when it comes to those corner infield spots. I've just kind of come to the conclusion that for this team to really accomplish what they want to accomplish in the postseason, and you don't want to miss out on an opportunity to do something special, and the Brewers have that opportunity because of those top three starters, at some point in time it just feels like they're going to have to do something to really improve the production that they're getting from the corner infield spots. Probably more third base than first base is the issue at this point, but you're just not getting the production, and that you would think that that's going to be an area of need that is addressed between now and the deadline. Yeah, and we've had that email, like the email early talks about giving Vogie a day off. But, you know, when you look at Vogie, I think he's done an awesome job. He's, he's someone that, and, and you would agree with me that, you know, they didn't expect him to play as much first base. And we had talked about he's really a better fielder than we thought. And he really makes a good difference. But Vogie's strength on this team was having that guy who can come off the bench and give you that good, strong at bat from the left-handed side. And when you got when you got Vogie in the game each and every day, you don't have that on the bench. And that's just another thing when you talk about the health of this ball club and the way it was uh, put together in spring training. What things have not worked out exactly how they want them. And I just think, like you said, and you've said it more than once. Those corner positions are so important. 7-3, Brewers fall in Colorado in the opener of a four-game set. What did manager Craig Council think about the game? We'll find out next as Brewers Extra Innings continues in just a moment. One of the biggest issues for men over the age of 45 is erectile dysfunction. Newly introduced European technology is now available and has proven to be over 85% successful in treating ED. 
Here's Dr. Brown with Peak Performance for Men and Local Top Doctor for ED. Erectile dysfunction for men of all ages has become much more common. In fact, most men don't realize that 90% of erectile dysfunction is a direct result of broken down old blood vessels. This causes a lack of blood flow, which is critical in achieving an erection. With our state-of-the-art technology, we're able to rid those blood vessels of the plaque and scar tissue buildup and stimulate new stem cell growth right in our office with no downtime, no medications, and no pain. To book your consultation and get back to natural functionality, call Peak Performance for Men today at 414-295-8181. That's 414-295-8181. Don't wait. Get the intimacy you deserve naturally. Call Peak Performance for Men today at 414-295-8181. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. And the pitch. And it is driven out to left center field. Tapia on the run. It's going to get over his head and go all the way to the wall. This will clear the bases for the Brewers. Urias is around second. He's going to put the brakes on late. And the Brewers play three on the double from Urias. It's a 7-3 game. That would be the extent of their run scoring today, the Luis Urias bases clearing double in the uh, seventh inning. You thought that might be the start of something in Colorado coming back from a, a four-run deficit with uh, six, seven outs to go. Certainly very, very possible, but that would be it. The Brewers collect just three hits in the game. Arias had two of them. Christian Yelich had the other, and they end up losing by a 7-3 score. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. If you're just joining us, this game was kind of over before it even started in a sense, just that uh, Brandon Woodruff gave up a grand slam in the first inning to C.J. Krohn. Five total runs scored for Colorado in the first, and it uh, turns out that's all that they needed. Uh, Craig Council speaking with the media, talked about that first inning and what led to it. You know, he, he made a pitch to Krohn that, you know, unfortunately kind of out over the plate, thigh line that, um, that he got up in the air. So, I mean, he hit it pretty good. Um you know, and the, and the bases are loaded. It, it kind of reminded, it honestly reminded me of the game Freddie pitched in Philadelphia, where he just had a little bit of a rough first inning, um, and then that then really settled down. So, you know, it, he he was really he was pretty good after that. Um, you know, he, he cruised through the next three innings. We we made some defensive mistakes in the fifth, but we got out of it. Um, so, you know, just a case where uh, a bad inning kind of got us. Craig, did that play by, on story behind second base stand out to you at all? It looked like if Adamas can get that that flip out of his glove, is there maybe a play there, or did it not look like it to you? Yeah, there, there's man. I mean, he made a great dive and play, and he just just couldn't get out of his glove. So, I mean, we had we had we had two two more chances to get out of that inning. Craig, this is a place where uh, you want to get the ball in the air, and uh, Marquez just had you guys speeding it into the ground. Uh, 13 ground ball outs, three double plays. I mean, you guys just couldn't get the ball in the air against town. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he, we didn't, we didn't really take good swings against him. He, you know, I don't, we didn't really square a ball up, kind of, maybe Yellish's ground ball that he hit pretty hard was the only ball I thought we, we even squared up against him. So, um, we did. It was it was just a bunch of ground balls. It was nothing, not much on the barrel, um, and he kind of had us in between all night. Craig, the fact that he only had two strikeouts too, like 
is that also indicative of just, you know, the weak contact and kind of like you said, just off balance? Yeah. I mean, we, we just, we didn't, we couldn't get to his heater. That was the, the pitch. I th- we just never got to his heater. Um, it, it's just, it's rare that you, you go, go through a game and you don't get to a starting pitcher's fastball. He's got a good fastball. Um, no doubt about it, but, um, you know, we weren't necessarily behind in the count all night. We just, we couldn't get to, we couldn't get a good swing on a heater. Greg, you guys have played pretty good defense most of the year, but tonight just looked like a pretty sloppy night in the infield. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only one that ended up costing us was the was the you know ball that got by Avi cost us a run. But um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a pretty defensive game for sure. Craig, after that first inning, you mentioned this before. Woodruff pitched a lot better. Did what do you think? You think he pitched a little angry? You think he pitched a little with a little more focus? What? What was the, the the switch there? No, I mean, I look. It you know the first inning goes where it's uh, you know a, a guy gets on, you know a, a, ball, a ground ball, kind of we get a glove on, we we can't you know we made a nice play and just couldn't finish it. We walk you know and then he just made one mistake really. So it was there was one mis- you know I guess the the home run to Hampson too, but you know the, the first inning was a mistake with the bases loaded. And that that was ended up being the game. Really, it was. I, I don't think Woody pitched poorly necessarily. I think in the first, I think first inning is when you try to get these these starting pitchers. It's we've talked about that many many times. Uh, they haven't been out there for a number of days. It's it's when they're kind of getting getting their thing going. So they got them in the first inning. A frustrating night when something happens in the first inning and really nothing else that happens in the game after that has an impact really on on the win or the loss. It was good to see the Brewers score some runs. It wasn't good to see the Rockies score a couple runs against uh, Eric Yardley in the in the sixth inning, but when we're talking about things from a win-loss perspective, the, the things that mattered happened in the first inning, and, and that was it, and the Brewers end up losing by a 7-3 score. We will indeed. We're not just going to run the highlights, though, from the first inning. Nope, we're going to run the highlights from the entire game because that's what we do. It's up next here on Brewers Extra Innings. The stretch and 1-1 coming back on C.J. Crone. Swing and a fly ball hit to right. Back, Garcia, warning track, grand slam, 4-0 Colorado. Yeah, and they weren't done. Next hitter, Garrett Hampson. He's given up four in the first. Now Hampson gets into one to left. Back is Yelich. He's still back, and it's gone. Coors Field strikes again. Slider down and away, and Garrett Hampson hits his sixth home run of the season. 5-0 Rockies. Brandon Woodruff giving up five runs on four hits in the first inning. Turns out that was everything that the Rockies would need to win this game. The Brewers just don't do a whole lot from an offensive standpoint. It took until the fourth inning for them to even get their first hit. Christian Yelich leading things off. Marquez looking in and the pitch. And it's a chopper to third. McMahon tries to barehand it. And he's lost that love and feeling. Yelich safe at first with an infield single. But they can't do anything with it after a line-out from Avisael Garcia. Omar Nervaez at the plate. Ground ball to shortstop. To second for one on to first in time. That was a 5-6-3 double play. Started up by Ryan McMahon on the left side of the infield. And the Rockies turn two. And they get out of it. So the Brewers get a leadoff hit from Yelich. 
but unable to come away with anything. The Brewers attempted to gift the Rockies some runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. With one out, Charlie Blackman reaches on a throwing error by Willie Adamas. Then Trevor Story gets a base hit. Ryan McMahon then reaches on a fielder's choice where there's an error on the play, a throwing error uh, from Brandon Woodruff. So two errors in the inning, and once again at the plate, it's C.J. Crone. Woodruff deals. Swing a bouncer, hit to short. Adamas to second for one. On to first. They finally turn that double play. Right when Brandon Woodruff needed it, Adamas, Peterson, able to roll two. Speaking of trying to make some noise, that's what the Brewers tried to do in the top of the sixth inning. Luis Arias leads that inning off by reaching on an air. With one out, Christian Yelich reaches on an air. So second straight half inning where the fielding team commits two airs. Runners on at first and second with one out for Avisael Garcia. Two and two on Avi Garcia. Swinging a bouncer, left side. This could be two. Story to second one. On to first. It is two. Third time in the game that the Brewers have bounced into an inning-ending double play. Yeah, just kind of the day that was uh, they were having. To the six, that is still a 5 nothing lead for the Rockies, but the Rockies would add to that lead against Eric Yardley, who comes in to replace Brandon Woodruff. First battery faces is Garrett Hampson. He gets a uh, base hit. Uh, and then a ground out off the bat of Elias Diaz, uh, but that does move Hampson up to second, and then a ground out from the pitcher Marquez moves Hampson, uh, Hampson excuse me, up to third in front of Rymel Tapia. 3-1 pitch, Tapia line drive, base hit right field. 6-0 now, Colorado. Tapia trying to get to second base, and he is going to be safe. Willie Adamas looking in and telling... Craig Council to check it out. Yeah, but he was safe at second. There was a bit of a bobble out in right field by Garcia. It was ruled an error to allow Tapia to move to second. He's there for Daza. Ground ball left side. That's a base hit. Tapia's going to come in and score to make it 7-0. More two-out base runners and more two-out hits for Colorado. They've scored all seven of their runs with two away. But the Brewers would not be shut out. They score in the top of the seventh inning. Omar Nevarez walks, and then with a one out, Pablo Reyes walks. Then Jackie Bradley Jr. walks. So back to back to back. Like well, there was an out in there, but you get the idea. Three uh, hitters all reach on walks, so the bases are loaded, and they go to the bullpen again. Yancy Almonte coming in to face off against Luis Arias. And the pitch. And it is driven out to left center field. Tapia on the run. It's going to get over his head and go all the way to the wall. This will clear the bases for the Brewers. Urias is around second. He's going to put the brakes on late. And the Brewers play three on the double from Urias. It's a 7-3 game. You thought they had a lot of momentum at that point. Another runner on in scoring position. It's already a four-run contest. Maybe they could get it down to three, but Daniel Vogelback would ground out, and 7-3 would end up being the final score of this contest. 
Hobie Milner would pitch an inning without giving up a hit. Hunter Strickland would pitch an inning and a third to finish things off as the Brewers do end up losing by a 7-3 score. With the win, the Rockies go to 29-41. and The Brewers, they drop to 38-31. and Winning totals for Colorado, seven runs, nine hits, three errors. They leave seven for the Brewers, three runs, three hits, four errors, and they end up leaving eight. Winning pitcher is Armand Marquez. He is 5-6, and six, the loss to Brandon Woodruff. He drops to 5-3. and three. Home runs, C.J. Crone his eighth, Garrett Hampson hitting a sixth. Game takes three hours and 29 minutes played in front of 22,756 folks at Coors Field. We'll come back. We'll preview tomorrow, I guess now technically later on, today's game to uh, between the Brewers and the Rockies. And uh, we'll also uh, go around the National League Central and the Brewers minor league system. That's all coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. Brewers lose to Colorado 7-3, opening up a four-game series in Colorado. Elsewhere around the National League Central, Cubs beat the Mets today by a 2-0 score. Kyle Hendricks went six shutout innings, giving up just two hits, seven strikeouts, two walks. He picks up his ninth one of the year, and the Cubs are now one game in front of the Brewers for first place in the division. Cardinals get shut out today against the Braves. In fact, they don't get a hit until the seventh inning. Four-nothing was the final score. John Gant got the start for St. Louis, five and a third, three runs on four hits, four strikeouts, and two walks. He takes the loss to drop to four and five. Craziness between the Reds and Padres in San Diego. The Padres take a 2-0 lead to the ninth. That's when Cincinnati scores four runs in the top of the ninth inning to take a 4-2 lead to the bottom of the ninth and that's when San Diego answers with four runs of their own. They hit two home runs in the ninth inning and the Padres knock off the Reds 6-4. So standings right now in the NL Central. Cubs have a one-game lead on the Brewers. Cubs are 39-30. and Brewers are 38-31. and The Reds are three games back at 35-32. and Cardinals four back and the Pirates who are off today. They are 15 games back. Around the Brewers minor league system, AAA Nashville, they get the win at Gwinnett, winning by a 3-2 score. Good pitching performance from Aaron Ashby as he picks up the win. He goes to 4-1 with a 3.74 ERA. Double-A Biloxi, they win at Rocket City by a 9-1 score. High-A Wisconsin, they've got a tough one tonight at Quad Cities. They lose 13-3. How about this? Quad Cities scores 12 runs in the first inning. You talk about a game being over in the first like we do with the Brewers and Rockies. That one was over in the first. A 12-0 lead for Quad Cities going into the second inning. And Quad Cities wins that game 13-3. And then Low A Carolina, they uh, get the win tonight uh, at home against Fayetteville by an 8-7 score. Brewers and Rockies get back at it for game two of the series coming up tomorrow, or I guess technically later on today, Friday, as Corbin Burns is set to get the start for the crew. The right-hander 3-4 and four with a 2.27 ERA. Well, it's going to be Antonio Sensatella on the mound for the Rockies. The right-hander is 2-7 and seven with a 4.86 ERA. Once again, 740 for first pitch. That means coverage on WTMJ will begin at 7.05. And myself and Jerry Augustine will be back with you following the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings. Once again, Brewers fall short. They lose to the Rockies 7-3. We'll talk to you technically later on today, Friday night, back over on WTMJ.